2: BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER.
1: Did you know that most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate, but not with 80 Acres Farms? Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled
0: Com.com so slash compatibility.
3: This joke is from uh, all, all the comedians came back to work. They've been off work for a while. Oh, yeah. Summer's
0: over. Time to buckle down.
3: You're Conan, you're Jimmy Fallon, you're Seth Meyers, and you're uh, Trevor Noah from The Daily Show.
4: Pro-democracy protests in Hong Kong turned violent as police and demonstrators clash in the streets.
0: Police arrested protesters who disrupted the subway system by blocking train doors, and hundreds of students at the Chinese University of Hong Kong held a rally to demand political reform. Saturday was more violent, with protesters assaulting government headquarters. They threw bricks and fire bombs. Police fired back with tear gas and water cannons tinted with blue dye to ID people. But you know what? Kudos to these protesters, man. They are not giving up. They believe in what they believe in. And they're even responding
3: to repression by getting creative, right, with science. Like, look at this. They're disrupting CCTV cameras with lasers. They're disarming tear gas with water canisters. They put the tear gas into the can, and look, this is like shakes it up, and then when the guy opens it up, there's no more tear gas. Look at, look at this. Look at this. It comes up, and it's like tear gas. God. It's like a magic trick.
4: Yeah. This is why you should pay attention in chemistry class, people.
3: Yeah. Especially Americans, because Occupy Wall Street couldn't even get their volcano to smoke.
4: <laughs> it's mostly
3: interesting from the news parts of it in that, uh, so the, the bad guys, the communists, they... St- Put dye in the water cannons. That's an interesting move. Mm-hmm. So you spray them, and now you know. Okay, you were part of that deal. You got No, I wasn't. You're blue, and uh, so you can. I'm always blue. That. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you know what? That would be a great bit of uh, resistance, is Every, if yeah. everybody in Hong Kong dyed themselves blue.
3: Yeah, and then on the other side, as Trevor Noah mentioned, there, their their creativity with the the lasers and how to handle the various facial recognition stuff mm-hmm. and the tear gas really creative. Yeah. And God, you watch these videos, and it's a lot of like. Looks to be eighteen-year-old hundred-pound girls that are taking on this battle.
0: Yeah, yeah. Something. Well, old Carrie Lam, the gal who's uh, you know allegedly in charge of Hong Kong, she's just a, a puppet, a tool of the, uh, the Chinese Communist Party. But uh, she's w- officially withdrawn that. Law that you know if you're oversimplifying the the extradition law that triggered the protests. but honestly that's that's a big part, but just a part of China making it clear that yeah, your liberties are going away and they're gonna go away as fast as we can uh, you know take them from you and you have no choice in it. So they've withdrawn that law, which to me is a it's a good strategic move by the evil Xi uh, because now they'll take advantage of whatever calm results to quietly institute more levers of control over the people in Hong Kong. He's a calculating guy. I mean, he's he, he reminds me of a supervillain, like a really good supervillain in a in a movie. Um. And what he'll do now is figure out, okay, here were our limitations in imposing our power during this episode. How can we enhance them? What are our weak points? What were our strong points? How do we, you know, diminish those and enhance those? And uh, let's see, what do, what's our next step down the road? And he'll institute those things. And if they take a year or two or three to just make another uh, step down the road, he'll do that. And then by the time 15 years is gone the people of Hong Kong will be utterly under the boot heel of the Chinese. It's practically inevitable. Yeah, the thing that stuck out
3: to me was uh, was listening to a Henry Kissinger um, uh, interview. He was talking about Xi and how Xi is the kind of guy, and this is part of Chinese culture, where he'd be willing to get into a military dust-up with the United States that they would lose. He wouldn't care if they got into something and lost if it would further them long-term. That's mm-hmm. the way they look at things. We don't look at that that way. The Western world doesn't really. Not often. Um, and uh, and that's what makes him so dangerous.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. I feel bad for the people of Hong Kong. I, I suppose they might, you know... They might end up being the greatest story of resistance to oppression in the last century. Bet you a hundred bucks you're wrong. Right up there with the, you know, the Warsaw resistance and the French resistance and the, you know, just all sorts of incredible acts of heroism. But um, I, I don't know. We'll see. So anyway, that's uh, that one's quieted down at least for now. Meanwhile, in Britain, a series of parliamentary maneuvers have left the entire world utterly flummoxed. They're doing things that they've never done before that I didn't know that they'd never done. Frankly, I don't understand what they're doing. But Boris Johnson's at the center of it, and it all has to do with the stupid, stupid Brexit. And nobody has any idea what's going to happen. And nobody has any idea what to do with it, about it. Old Bojo might be out of his job as prime minister, and then who gets it? And, and what are they going to do? And he's only been in the job for a couple weeks. Yeah. He'd be the shortest-serving PM in British history. By a lot. Oh! Orta, orta, orta. And uh, and right and then uh, whoever got the job next, nobody has any idea what they'll do about the Brexit because they they cut a deal with the EU. Parliament said no, no way that deal sucks. We're not accepting it. So all right, we'll try it again. Then we try it again. Then we try it again. Parliament rejects every single one. And so Boj says, all right, uh, the vote said we're leaving. We're leaving without a deal. And Parliament said, oh no 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 no, that's the last thing we're doing. So you know, g- good if he hands the keys off to. Old uh, labor leader Jeremy the Socialist Corbyn or somebody else, what are they going to do?
3: A lot of the comparisons between Bojo and Trump don't work for all kinds of different reasons. But this one is pretty good in that he's not really a conservative or a liberal, and you know he's not part of either party, in that several of the the mainstays of the conservative party have abandoned him and said, Look, there's nothing conservative about a Brexit with no plan. Right. That's not a conservative position. And one of your traditional conservatives-been-there-forever guys got up yesterday in the midst of all the screaming and yelling. Do we have any of the screaming and yelling? He got up in the midst of the screaming and yelling, got up from the conservative side, walked across the aisle, and sat down with the liberals, which got a great amount of attention. and
0: was very dramatic. Well, and Bojo now, and this is a thing in Britain apparently, said, all right, all y'all who switch sides, you're not in our party anymore. And they're not.
3: So, they get to do that.
0: Yeah, I guess. <laughs> it's an odd system. Uh, and what was the other thing? It's a thunderdome, happen? man. There Who, are no rules. Like, yeah. Trump can't say you're not a Republican anymore to someone. Yeah, I am. Uh, right. Yeah, exactly. And uh, what was that? There was another thing that happened. Uh, so, uh, you know, they might have new elections and see whether people are tired of his act already or not. Or But, uh, again... So they switch. They go with somebody else as the prime minister, or, or the, his party loses. Okay, what's the new guys going to do? What are they going to do? Okay, maybe Bojo hangs on to his job. What is he going to do? Oh, that's right. What I was going to say is he was actually saying, and, and go ahead, do we have the yelling and shouting and parliamenting? Any of it. Yeah, any of it. We'll shout over it.
4: <laughs> with hand control of the negotiations to the EU, and that would mean more, dither, more delay and more confusion and it would mean that the EU themselves would be able to decide how long to keep this country in the EU and since I refuse to go along with that plan we are going to have to make a choice Mr Speaker. I don't want an election, the public don't want an election, I don't believe the right honourable gentleman wants an election.
3: Okay, that's good. So, yeah, so the call in another election, that's a ballsy move. Right. Because he might lose his job he sure. called another election. Yeah. But he thinks he'll win, obviously.
0: Right. Uh, I liked how he said, uh, you know, I've got to convince the EU that I'm willing to crash the bus. That I'm willing to crash us out of this. I must have that power. I'm not sure if it works the same way if you say that out loud. Right. Listen, honey. Let's just walk away from this. I'm going to tell these people I'm going to walk away from buying this car. You
3: say in the office as you're sitting down there right. with the guy talking yeah. about the price of the car, you say yeah. to your wife, I'm going to walk out of here and pretend that I'm
0: not going to take the deal. All right. right? Then you come after me in like a minute, and then we'll both come back in together and say, all right, this is your last chance. Okay, ready? Break. And the guy's sitting there thinking, <laughs> are we really going to go through this <laughs> <trade>? <laughs> These are crazy people. I'm I'm right here. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, but again, who, who? what's next? I don't know. I have no idea. Do they re-vote? I keep going back and forth on that, on the Brexit. I know nobody cares that much about the Brexit, honestly, but um, do they say, look, we had no idea what we were voting for. Now we kind of understand how difficult it will be. Never mind. Or would that be a betrayal of democracy? Is it a betrayal of
3: democracy to have m- another vote? What, how, what are you betraying?
0: You're well, d- the d- vote said the government will take whatever measures are necessary to get out of the EU.
3: Yeah, now I under—I could—I could,
1: I could f- the EU.
0: But all right, sweetheart. It is a tough one. You know, one. listen, I appreciate your uh, your vehemence, but that's not helping.
3: Because it's a tough one. Because on one hand, you can say, look. It was all emotional. A lot of you who voted for Brexit didn't think it were, would win. It was right. just a gesture. Right. And now that we know what it is, let's vote again. On the other hand, the other side of it, and I fully understand this, you can't just keep holding votes until you get the result you want. Why not? And then stop. <laughs> I mean, We got it.
5: No more votes.
0: Right. Now we got it the way I want it so we're done <laughs> with the voting. This is the permanent will of democracy. No, I just I think you get to change your mind in a democracy. Now, the accusation... If
3: the the majority say we can't, we should, you can.
0: Well, right, yeah. And if the accusation is, you bastards just dragged your feet and rejected everything because you would not respect the will of the people, and you never intended on executing the will of the people who voted for breakfast. Breakfast again with me. It's that (laughs) damn fasting I'm doing. So do we have breakfast or no? (laughs) There is no breakfast. Quit saying breakfast. We all want breakfast, and you keep saying it. Probably no Brexit. But so I get that. But then the remedy, and this is in America, what skulls like Tom Steyer and who's that Congress geek from Texas, uh, Al Green, and and uh, and Maxine Waters. Here's what they don't get: there's a great remedy for all that stuff. We here's a hint: we hold one every two years, and then the one for president every four years. So you know. If, if in england they decide all right let's have another vote and you blame that one party or, or both of them or whatever vote for somebody different that's that's always the I remedy wish
3: we could have done that with the bullet train once we got into it i don't think there's a chance in hell it would have passed if you oh, put the it Cal to unicornia
0: to bullet train yeah yeah, yeah. well see. i have no idea what's going to happen and i'm not sure i care although if uh, if it wrecks the world economy i care well yeah if the brexit thing is crazy and simultaneously, we in China just keep up in the ante, and you know, and and Germany goes into a full recession. Blah blah blah. Saudi Arabia and Israel team up to fight Iran, and and all of a sudden we got unemployment in twenty eight percent. Well, yeah, and, and then I would care, I would definitely care, and that might just be one of the dominoes that falls. No, dominoes is a bad uh, metaphor because you know one domino tips over the rest of them, but you know a variety of factors all going in the wrong direction. Sure. Eh, hey, well, what are you going to do? So we're gonna, oh,
3: so we're rooting against that. Yes! Okay.
5: Clearly! <laughs> Haven't you been paying attention? But we aren't getting breakfast. I'm rooting for breakfast.
0: Yes. There is no breakfast. Resume your seat.
4: <laughs> Armstrong and Getty.
0: Polls show that most Democratic voters and Democratic-leaning independents, two-thirds, the main thing they want in a candidate is someone who can beat Donald Trump. Yep. Yes, I'm one of only two candidates in the field that 10% or more of Donald Trump voters say that they would support. Why is that? It's because I'm focused on solving the
3: problems that they see around them every day. And I'm laser focused on trying to make their lives better. That's why I'm getting thousands of Trump voters as well as independents and libertarians
0: and Democrats and progressives. If I'm the Democratic nominee, we win. That's the math.
3: So that's Andrew Yang. He is Asian. Tech entrepreneur who has struck a chord with his main thing he talks about is his universal income plan, a proposal to give $1,000 in cash to every American.
0: Part a of it, month, right?
3: A month, yeah. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, a month. And part of it is to shield workers from uh, job losses he believes are coming because of robots. And the, the other one is the um, argument we've talked about a lot, and hopefully you've heard about it before. Just There is a theory out there, even among libertarians and some conservatives, that if... You give people money. it gives them enough hope and dignity to get going again, and also they will shame others who waste their money.
0: I've heard there's that a experience on that, yeah, and I, I think it's pretty compelling. But where they lose me is that the 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 idea of universal basic income is you eliminate all other welfare programs. there's There's no need for them because everybody is getting this money. But that will never, ever happen. Because those programs are a leash around the necks. uh, Well, I guess the leash leads to the collar. It's a leash that leads to the collar around the necks of voters. Those programs, you need me to give you. And that's political power, not to mention... All that money flows through you. You get to carve off a certain percentage of. Them. There's no way that happens.
3: So they've been trying a version of this for a while now in Stockton, California. Stockton was chosen because it was ground zero for the big financial crash, housing crash, and because it was the biggest municipality to ever go bankrupt in our nation's history. And they're given uh, uh, they chose a whole bunch of people that met certain guidelines five hundred dollars a month. And here's a woman, Susie Garza who since February has been getting $500 a month in Stockton, California. She said she can spend the money however she wants. That's part of the idea of this income. She uses 150 of it to pay for her cell phone, another 100 or so to pay off her dog's vet bills. She spends the rest on her two grandsons, and then she can afford to buy them birthday presents and stuff that she couldn't afford before. Um, she was a drug addict. She's been sober for a long time, spent some time in jail. She said, I feel more independent, like I'm in charge. I like having something that's my own. It's your own now that somebody gave it to you.
0: Exactly. Yeah, you'll feel even better if you earn it. Trust me.
3: Um, The mayor, uh, 29-year-old Democratic mayor of Stockton, said, I think poverty is immoral. I think it's antiquated, and I think it shouldn't exist. That's an interesting theory.
0: Yet another young utopian who's going to reinvent human nature. People don't need to strive. They just need to be given. Now and they will live a happy life.
3: This has been tried in a variety of ways around the world. There's a place in Africa, a place in Europe. They've tried it. I, I haven't seen enough consistency no. and for it, be to, for it to be a long enough period to really figure out what... You'd have to do it for a long time to see if it's going to change culture. Mm-hmm. I'm specifically concerned about the part where... If you're all, if you're in a poor neighborhood and you know everybody else is getting money and that family out of there's out of money, you think, sorry, you're out of luck. You got the same amount I did. I saved mine or bought food with it, and you spent yours on a big screen TV. Mm-hmm. You're sorry, you're screwed. Will that actually happen over time? I don't know. You have to eliminate the other programs, like you said. That part of it, that piece of the puzzle, has to exist to really, for me, to really understand whether the experiment would work.
0: Right. Right. And I tell you what, Yang is not out of his mind. He's not alone in thinking that robot technology and artificial intelligence will so fundamentally p- change so many workplaces. There just won't be jobs for humans like there are now. Oof. Um, And if the corporation is making what it's making now, plus some because the robots are cheaper, there ought to be plenty of money to go around to support the humans and keep us from starving to death. I, uh, you know, I think it's as much a nightmare as a utopia, but...
4: What's coming up in your news, Marsha Phillips? Did China just blink dealing with the Hong Kong protesters? We got another sign Joe Biden's campaign may be in trouble, and Netflix making a binge-watching change. All in the way...
0: day scenarios ranked which are most likely to kill us all stay with us
3: Hmm, you've been saying superbug for a while
0: oh yeah yeah mm-hmm. the, 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 what do they call it the uh, antibiotic resistant yeah. bacteria kill all of us like every uh, the human race let's not get hung up on the details okay. jack we're <laughs> okay. talking about a dinosaurian wipeout oh, of humanity okay gotcha oh. okay Maybe gotcha. not a complete one, but pretty sure. pretty damn significant. Gotcha. So that's coming up. I spent up. some time thinking about this at the Museum of the Natural History. Oh, it does. On Do the you... Capitol Mall. You see various beasts that are come and gone. It humbles you. It really does. You're sitting there. Oh, did your boys like the pictures I sent? Could they tell oh, yeah. what was going yeah, on? Yeah, very cool. The, dino, the, the T-Rex the bones eating the uh, stegosaurus bones or whatever it was. So that's
3: the new dinosaur museum that's supposed to be just fantastic. And uh, one of the Koch brothers donated a ton of money to it. It's so the Hall of Fossils, I think they call it there at yeah.
0: the Smithsonian Museum of Natural History. But
3: the Koch brothers gave a ton of money to it, so some people are attempting to boycott it or
0: something. Those people should be torn asunder and limb from limb <laughs> by uh, Tyrannosauruses. I want to go look at dinosaur bones. Yeah, Hell yeah. Oh, it's so good. It looks really oh, good. Oh, it is so good. It's not like they got a couple of bones and like one of those... Fox when animals attack shows where they only have two good pieces of footage and they show them two yelling no, 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 there are lots of super good bones, oh yeah,
3: <laughs> but you're right, it does put stuff in perspective. you think, why am why did I ever spend any time thinking about whether I should buy this or this? When right. time is this infinite? They ruled the earth right. for
0: 500 million years, and now they're just bones. <laughs> like we'll all be. Makes you stop and think. Uh, news now with Marsha Phillips.
4: Well, Hong Kong Chief Executive Carrie Lam announcing the government will formally withdraw that extradition bill that has managed to set off months of demonstrations in the city. She is bowing to one of the protesters' demands. The bill would have allowed Hong Kong residents to be sent to mainland China for trials That's the one that sparked the massive protests. From this month, I and my principal officials will reach out to the community to start a direct dialogue. People from all walks of life, with different stances and backgrounds, are invited to share their views.
0: There you go. You are full of crap, communist crap. She's scared to death. she got no choice. Of course. Yeah, Yeah, so it's funny. Well, I wasn't looking at dinosaur bones uh, there in the the south, the... uh, the whole Civil War area of Virginia, D.C. and Maryland. And, um, you know, I didn't spend a lot of time like I like to doing Civil War history stuff and reading, but I spent a little bit. And, you know, it's funny. I was reading about some of the battles that made Stonewall Jackson uh, the great general right. that he was. And this is so clearly a strategic retreat on one front so the Chinese can flank the uh, the freedom protesters uh, in another way. I mean, it's it's a temporary um, Strategic feints. <laughs> well, that's a good point.
4: <laughs> well, a bit of preemptive expectation deflation. Advisors to former Vice President Joe Biden are lowering the expectations about how we might perfor- perform in the Iowa caucuses and the New Hampshire primary.
3: This is weird to me. You're the front runner by double digits. Why are you lowering our expectations? I think
0: you always do in politics. You, you, you never want to have the story be he failed to reach expected. He was a disappointment. Lower expectation, It probably won't even be in the top five. I mean, oh, it's a disaster. <laughs> and then when he does well, you get to trumpet it. It's all about spin.
4: Yeah, advisors suggesting they may be concerned that the front runner in the Democratic primary polling might not win in those first two
0: primary voting No, nah, they're states. full of crap and it's spin. How about the question of whether he's senile or not? That's the interesting one to me. As as he gets outed, and you know what? At least the Washington Post is criticizing a Democrat now and again. Maybe it's because he's not wildly progressive yeah, enough for I, that's them. that's what but, I think it is. Well, okay, so sorry. Uh, sorry to give him any credit there for about three and a half seconds. But um, his stories, in which he weaves right. together multiple stories, makes up details, changes his role in it. He's made a career of it. Is it just more of the same, or is Joe losing his mind? Britt Hume... Who is as staid and stolid and old school as journalist as is, right. uh, is around? Says he sees the signs of, of what do he say senility um, in Joe Biden. Yeah. He says, "Listen, I'm that age. I see it in myself. He's definitely losing his mind."
4: <laughs> wow. <laughs> I mean, that's the story, wow. not some
0: spin bull crap. Wow. Is the is the, the prohibitive front runner runner losing right. his mind? Is he losing his marbles? I want is to be clear. clear. I'm not going nuts. Is he at this point a semi empty suit leaning on his old rep? And his old rep was a little wacky. Um, or does he still have the goods? It's not clear to me yet. When's the next debate? Soonish, right? A couple weeks? Uh, the 12th. Yeah. Oh, oh are you yeah. It's right Man, around the what? corner. Huh? Huh? Eight days a... from now. What? Coming up. Out... Oh, I'm not ready. I'm <laughs> <laughs> <Came> on <laughs> me too quick. What day's today? This week is all off. So Wednesday. Yeah. So it's next Thursday.
3: That's exciting. I gotta... Oh, shoot. I've
4: got to they're pumping him full of ginkgo biloba or whatever that stuff is that makes <laughs> oh, your brain work better. Least.
0: Vitamin E. <laughs> yes,
4: yes. The direct injections, of course. <laughs> hey, it turns out binge watching on Netflix is coming to an end. Well. ...at least for some of their original shows. The uh, streaming giant announcing that they will start releasing new episodes of their original shows on a weekly basis. That's interesting. So
3: Disney announced that, yep. too, that that's the way they're going to handle new shows. As is
5: Apple TV. They also announced that.
3: So they everybody must have decided that's not where the money is, huh? That it, well, is letting people
5: watch them, stay in on a rainy weekend and watch all 13 episodes. So from my understanding, Netflix has a real problem with people finishing their series, and they feel like because there isn't the routine of, oh, it's <laughs> Thursday, Friends is on, right? Yeah. Like people People will love the first four episodes when they have nothing to do on a Saturday, but there's not a lot of revisiting or mm. being reminded that it's on. Well, um,
0: I, I would suggest two things. Number one, you don't get the buzz that you get when there's a new episode, absolutely. something over and over again. And secondly, like uh, what am, uh, Better Call Saul, which I love, mm-hmm. and Ozark, which is another binge type show that I absolutely love. Both of those have been off for like 15, 18 months. I can barely remember why I liked them. I think I'll go back to them, but I'm not sure.
3: But, you know, the, who, who's had the best luck with right. this? Game of Thrones, Sopranos did it really well. Right. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna make you wait until next year for a six-season episode, and you're going to hunger for it. You're gonna wait for week by week, and then we're gonna make you wait another year for another eight episodes. And I feel like
5: another thing they're trying to you build buzz that way. Right? You're right. right. Kind of course correct with is is the buzz machine. There's no ability to water cooler talk when everybody's watching the seasons on their own time frame. Right. Uh, sure. So you know, reviewers have a hard time figuring out well, how am I supposed to review this show? I don't right. know where my readers are in it. Yeah. Right. Um, so they're, they're trying to play nice with some of those aspects as well.
4: Hmm. All right, that's
5: a wrap. at your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. I think a real common thing going forward is when they release a season, they will release like two or three episodes and then go weekly after that.
3: Mm. Get you get you started, yeah. get your hooked. Uh, you've got first a list.
0: taste is free. We'll play yeah, it, we'll, really? we'll play <laughs> that clip
3: if you haven't heard of What Brit Hume said about Joe Biden coming up, and then you're going to tell us how the human race is going to end.
0: Yeah, if we have time. If
3: we don't have time for that, what do we have time for? Exactly.
0: <laughs> well, A, how are we all going to die? A, the segment might end. B, one of the doomsday scenarios oh. might occur. Wow. I mean, how ironic would it be if, you know, I'm counting down the doomsday scenarios. I do number two, which is, say, uh, uh, you know, uh, antibiotic-resistant bug, right? And the number one. Number one doomsday scenario Most likely the way Bam! The meteor hits And that was actually <laughs> That was number four <laughs> I mean, We don't even get to know number one is Right, right. exactly Because number four killed us Okay, that's all
3: next That would be <laughs> ironic, man Armstrong and Getty Show
0: the kind of memory problems that people his age and indeed my age have all the time and I think that the thing that may catch up with, with Biden over time even among Democrats who would otherwise be for him is the feeling that he's that senility is overtaking him and I think it is but that was fairly definitive
3: Brit Hume who's Biden's age and not a person who uh, is uh, really I've never heard hyperbole out of him I don't think ever uh, the idea that Biden's senility uh, uh, senility is catching up with him, and I think it is. Mm. Wow. Stating that the leading candidate for one of the major
0: parties is senile, which he may be. How old was he when he started to say that the crash that killed his first wife and his child was a drunk driver thing? Was that r- when it happened? Because it's been absolutely proved that the driver was not drunk and not even at fault. But he continues to pitch it as a drunk driving thing. I, don't, I just think he's got Brian Williams disease. He's got to make everything more dramatic, more interesting, more compelling. Uh, you know, him be more the center of attention. I just it's a personality quirk. Anyway, re- Joe Biden won't kill us all, yeah. but these things might. Uh, This is from uh, Brian Walsh, who's written a new book, End Times, A Brief Guide to the End of the World. It's reviewed in Popular Mechanics. There you go. I thought that was a good, steady-rolling publication to review it. Love Popular Mechanics. Not BS. Mechanics. You got this gear, this shaft. The gear's either fit or they don't. There's no opinion in mechanics. You know what I'm saying. So they uh, start and work their way up. It's a good count up. Uh, global warming. Oh, it's a scale of 1 to 10. 10 being the most, we're definitely being wiped out, and 1 being pretty manageable. They give the uh, the climate change a 3. He says quite uh, accurately that um, it's dangerous as a threat multiplier. Potentially it could be contributing factor to other effects, where if you have a world that's in chaos uh to a certain extent due to climate change it makes conflict more likely then you have conflict get out of control and yeah and i believe
3: i believe climate change could be a a big one for humanity but certainly not in my lifetime or my kids lifetime
0: right and it depends how people react it could be that we react you know profitably and and reasonably. we wear
3: less clothing
0: yeah uh, for instance, and everything's fine sell our park isn't buy shorts <laughs> Uh, the uh, artificial intelligence rising up. He gives that a 6 on the 1 to 10 scale. Huh. says, tough to put a number on, certainly big risk. They go through the, you know, Elon Musk. Uh, it'll be the difference between a, a, a computer and a person will be like a person and a cat. We just won't have a chance. But then there's plenty of people who think, there are plenty of people who think, nah, it won't be like that. So no, just- yeah. Uh, calm down.
3: Yeah, I've never believed there's any reason for machines to want to take over the world. So
0: yeah, this is shocking and proves this guy's a fool, but he gives disease only a two. This was a surprise to me, he says of his low rating, because he researched all this stuff. On one hand, disease has killed more human beings than anything else. Huh. More than any wars, natural disasters. At the same time, there's a certain natural evolutionary limit as to how a disease can develop. You have on one end of the spectrum Ebola, incredibly virulent. Kills north of three-quarters of the people affected, kills them fast, kills them awfully. But not really great at spreading. That's in part because it's so virulent. It wipes you out before you're able to spread it very easily. Thank God. On the other end of the spectrum, the viruses that are most contagious tend not to kill like measles. Measles are incredibly contagious, but you're not bleeding out of your orifices. Not yet. (laughs) Not yet. Um And he said, "Look to the animal world. natural disease does not seem to kill off entire populations that easily. I would point out, though, that no uh, animals have been slowly but surely making bacteria uh, immune to antibiotics like people have been doing.:
3: I know what number one on this list is going to be for wiping out mankind.:
0: That one's Trump.. St- oh, it's going to be Trump? Oh boy. Uh, that one's stupid. How about asteroid? It's two. Uh, there's a reason a bunch of movies are made about them. Such a cinematic feel. The universe is about to get you, and there's nothing you can do about it.
3: Well, there's a good reason to take that one seriously. It did wipe out the dominant species on the planet once. Yeah, yeah. Oh. it's it like it's there's an asteroid making the rounds out there, but no, another
0: asteroid. <laughs> one big bully asteroid <laughs> just rolls by and punches planets in the face. There's no reason we couldn't develop a system to deflect one. Think, everything from gravity tractors to knock a rock out of the way, lasers to change the speed, or even an old-fashioned ramming. Oh, let's see. Volcanoes get a six. Yep, that was my guess. Seriously? Volcanoes. He wrote down super volcanoes. Nice.
5: Specifically the one under Yellowstone. That's going to be the one that gets us.
0: Uh Wow. You even have your favorite picture. Volcanoes are underrated as a threat, separate from the ones humans could potentially cause. This is the biggest one out there. Um, if you look out over extinction waves, usually had a connection of volcanic activity. Yeah. The biggest one, the Great Dying. Oh, that had to be a long day. Ah! Where you had ninety percent of life on the planet pushed to extinction occurred oh. because of a massive volcanic eruption in Siberia.
3: Wow. What year was that? Does it say? Uh nineteen
0: thirty. Nineteen seventy two. The bee gees. The <laughs> um I don't uh, the
5: super volcano almost killed well, all of us. What was it called? The Great Deathening, what was it? The uh, the Great Dying. The,
0: great dying. the yeah. Big Red Machine. And the Super Volcano. Now, the last Super Volcano uh, uh, that essentially shut off sunlight, so you had global cooling, was 26,500 years ago in New Zealand. I knew it. Uh, and they think the one before that was about 74,000 years ago. We should buy New Zealand and put a cork in it. Yeah, yeah, and then uh, aliens is, uh, space aliens is unknown. Difficult to assign a number to that, so super volcanoes, number Dying 252
5: million years ago.
3: How's this become so hot all of a sudden? I mentioned this, what was it, last week? There was that article in the New York Times about super volcanoes, the underrated threat. Just a hot thing right now, I
0: guess. Maybe this is a symptom of being in an incredibly unthreatened society. Right now, we're so safe and comfortable in most a, of us in most ways. Is
3: but... there a movie coming? Remember, The Clowns at the Edge of the Woods? Somebody got that going because the movie It was coming out. Right. So now we're talking about super volcanoes. I can only assume there's a super volcano movie about it. The...
5: Well, now my radar's up. If, uh, if I see a volcano
0: movie being promoted in the next couple months, I'll let you guys know.
3: That well, we've man. Been,
0: we've been duped. It would not shock me if movie studios, especially if you're making some uh, movie you anticipate will make a billion dollars in China. That you start sowing those stories months in advance.
3: That'd be a horrible way to die, the super volcano. If it's actually lava
0: getting me. Well, yeah, that'd be quick. Um, I think more of the problem oh, is. quick, but horrific. It just gets cold and Jeez. cloudy and crops die out and you slowly starve to death. Yeah, that'd be rough. Yeah. I don't know, I like cloudy days, though. Well, <laughs> put, on, put on some you'll jazz. You'll die happy then of starvation. <laughs> put on some jazz.
3: I'm not going to starve today. It'd take a while. Yeah. Uh i got a whole fridge full of food.
0: So the U.N. convenes, what will we do about this super volcano eruption? Bam! That's when the meteor hits. Right. Wouldn't that be ironic? <laughs> Final thoughts. Final thoughts.
5: Yeah. Coming up next on the Armstrong Getty Show.
0: Uh. Okay.
3: Here's your host, Joe Getty.
0: I think you need to take a year or two off and not release another album there, (laughs) sir. You hear what I'm saying? Uh, Let's get a final thought from everybody. Wrap up the hour. Positive Sean,
5: producer. Final thought. Yeah, hearing what Michelangelo spends monthly on his food got me thinking. I wonder what I actually spend. So I'm gonna take a, I'm gonna take notes this month. I'll, I'll report at the end of it and see what my monthly uh, food expenditures are.
0: Good one. Excellent, uh, Marshall Phillips, our esteemed newsman. Final thought?
4: Well, I went along the same lines as Sean, but I also have gone through what I spent to uh, eat every month, and it works out to about five hundred dollars a month. Probably three hundred dollars on wine, two hundred dollars on food. <laughs>
0: That seems like a good ratio to me. (laughs) Michelangelo, pressing the button. Is your
4: final thought? Well, many of you have texted me about my $1,200 a month food bill. Your comments have been judgmental, insensitive, and
0: unkind, but most of all, very entertaining. Keep it up. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Jack, a final thought for us.
3: So my wife was excited, like a lot of women her age, with kids, uh, to, for the new Taylor Swift album coming out. Because that's what people like that listen to, apparently. Mm. And um, But it's political, and my wife hates it so much. Oh, no. And uh, oh, she no. was complaining last night, Taylor, you have one job. Sing about boys and breakups. You had one job. And now it's political. And her sales are way down and listens, and she thinks it's because of streaming contracts. No, it's because you went freaking political. You Herb. know how many people want that? Nobody. I thought our
0: album was a smash hit number one. Maybe it didn't have staying power. So uh, my final thought, also wife-related, oddly enough, when we uh, got to the 24-hour rental counter in D.C., and they were closed for the night, um, and we had no car and, and, and didn't know how we were going to get around, my wife decided that instead of... Uh, Proceeding deliberately and strategically and contacting the company, etc. she would call up their third world midnight operator and chew them out instead. (laughs) Always (laughs) satisfying. Believing that that would make her happier. Uh, It did not make her happier. That's been my experience, too. Seems Mm. like a good idea at the time. No, 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 no. They're going to feel the rough side of my tongue. They're in Bangladesh. (laughs) (laughs) They don't care. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up
3: another grueling four-hour workday. So many people to thank. Thanks for listening. We'll see you tomorrow. God bless America
4: Rephrase uh, what you're doing. And I recoil from the visceral, juvenile anti Americanism that would do such profound damage. Not
3: Armstrong and Getty. <laughs>